thank you for joining us on this episode of the Massage Tools Podcast. Today we are joined by Carl Christie, an Atlanta-based neuromuscular therapist. If you don't know what that term is, don't worry. We are going to get into it, uh, describing it, and also why Carl uses that as part of his marketing strategy. We're also going to cover a little bit of primal reflex reset technique, which Carl is a big uh, proponent and instructor for that system. And he is going to get some of the hallmark questions that I think are important for the inspiration and continuation of the massage field. So thank you for hanging on this long. And now to the interview. Welcome to the Massage Tools Podcast, your home for cool interviews and reviews. Carl, um, we just take a few moments. Tell us about yourself, how long you've sure. been in the industry, maybe your schooling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I graduated in the previous millennium back in 1997 um, from New Life Institute, which has been through three moves and three ch- name changes since then. And uh, at the time, we were one of two schools in the entire country that taught a full 120-hour uh, neuromuscular therapy program. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, Janet Travell and Simons, they did it. And then uh, Judy Delaney was taken over as far as teaching in schools, massage therapy. So the, our founders worked with Judy Delaney and that's where they kind of got the idea from starting a school. So I've been teaching. I started right after I graduated um, and I've uh, been teaching ever since. Anatomy, technique classes, NMT, all that good stuff. Awesome. And so that's my, my primary thing is pain relief and, uh, you know, just nuts and bolts. Excellent, excellent. And then you're, so in addition to being an instructor, you have a private practice, and then mm-hmm. you also do some contract work with local university, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. We're in, the, we're in the pride today. Hey, all right. <laughs> College pride. And a chair massage business as well. Excellent, excellent. I, I wrote the course for that because one didn't really exist outside of the Palmer Technique okay. um, at the time. And the Palmer Technique is, it's, I mean, he started the whole thing. I mean, we owe so much to David Palmer. Um, his his approach is a little bit more one size fits all, relaxy, and I wanted to do an NMT style chair, so out of that grew the course. So now we have a seated chair course as well. Okay, so if you had to describe neuromuscular therapy NMT to maybe a non-massage mm-hmm. person, whether manu- another manual therapist or a potential client, mm-hmm. how what's kind of the sales pitch or elevator pitch for neuromuscular therapy? No, no shame on the profession, but when people ask me what I do, I almost never use the word massage. Okay. Because whatever they think massage is, is stuck to it forever. You can't change their mind, you know? And so whatever they think massage is, is probably not what I do. So I say I'm a neuromuscular therapist, which then begs the question, what's that? (laughs) So I've got a couple different short and sweet answers. And the short and sweetest one is probably it focuses on pain relief and postural correction. Okay. You know, or if they need a range, well, it's somewhere between traditional massage and physical therapy. Okay. You know, uh, or if they really want to know, then I get more into about it's really treating pain at the source as much as you can find it as opposed to just rubbing where they feel the pain. Okay. Now, again, take someone who's got maybe a little bit of the massage vernacular. Well, mm-hmm. well isn't that trigger point work? And they might come at it from that. So I guess what might separate the two, mm-hmm. just, just for clarity's sake, for someone who might be interested mm-hmm. in that, that style of training. So. Yeah, I, I teach some, some CEUs in neuromuscular therapy, and I call it demystifying neuromuscular therapy because it, it, the technique itself is really, really simple. And one of the things that we get into in the 
what is NMT, part of it is, is trigger point therapy. Yes and yes, maybe no, because really primarily ischemia or lack of blood flow is the main issue with uh, with what we tend to do and trigger points grow out of ischemia. So even in the in the uh, Judy Delaney books, you know, number one is ischemia, number two is trigger points. So I find that if you're really treating the overall structure, compensation patterns, looking for where the problem is that's sending pain to this area that they're feeling it. Sometimes if you deal with that, the trigger points will actually just kind of disappear on their own. Um, it's more important to treat the ischemia, in my opinion, than the trigger point itself. Okay. okay. Cool. Uh, disclaimer, I have taken two of Carl's neuromuscular therapy classes. <laughs> if you're in the Atlanta area, take them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, there's, there's hundreds of questions that, you know, having been an instructor myself, you know, my students are always like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm out of school, you know, what should I do now? Mm -hmm. um, so what's one piece of advice you wish you could have given yourself when you got out of school? Like, or like, right, maybe in the, right towards the end of graduation or even maybe that first year, like, Carl, go back in time, get in your time machine, like run out crazy. Carl, Carl, you got to take this class. You got to take this, you know. <laughs> we got to get 100,000 gigawatts of power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, um, probably just study more or just keep looking. I think being in the Atlanta area and being in one of the only schools that taught, you know, in a way of thinking a higher level of therapy, I didn't really have too many mentors to turn to. And uh, partly because I wasn't looking far enough. And I spent a lot of years thinking I knew something. And then about five, six years ago, when I really started looking around, I was like, wow, I don't know anything. <laughs> you okay. know? Can, can you maybe provide an example of that? Or uh, Yeah, sure. Um, it's, um, it's easy to get very, very tied into your specialty in the way that you, the, the prism that you've been given to see the body with, you can get expert in that one prism, but then when you look at other perspectives on how things are, 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 are affecting that body, you gain a whole different way of thinking about it, turning the model around in your mind. Um, probably the most far zigzag model would be PERT, primal reflex release technique, which okay. is the thing that I've probably most jazzed about these days in my practice. Um, and after, when I found that, I'd spent, I felt like I'd spent 18 years of my career working in the wrong direction working from the wrong end. Okay. So for example, neuromuscular therapy, you figure out where the pain is, you figure out maybe what's causing that pain, but then you got to treat over here and you find the muscle that's tight and you smush it and hope it makes the right decision to improve. And therefore if this side releases, then the other side of the muscle can, can maybe wake up and then you can restore balance to the joint. Therefore that might change the neurology and that may eventually register in the brain and then it'll hold. <laughs> With PERT, you find the muscle that's overactive and it's, a, it's op opposite muscle is usually inhibited. You wake this muscle up and neurologically it just does the balance. So instead of smushing a muscle that's sore, you treat the one that's not sore and then squibbity squabbity do. <laughs> that is the <laughs> clinical term, by the way, squibbity squabbity do. It's, it's, you know, we get in some boop bop bop bops later. It's a little, it's yeah. a little technical, you yeah. know, if we have time, we'll okay. get there. Um, but it's just, it's just more complete and it's from the inside out. And then if there's anything left behind, like adhesions or things that I can use my good old NMT and ART and PYT and, you know, all that good stuff, um, then we can take it from there. I guess the... Uh... 
a challenging question would be, would you have been ready for the primal reflex right out of school? Or did you kind of need to go on your path a bit to yeah. be able to comprehend it as, as fully as you do? That's a really, really, really good question. I think um, he's good, right? <laughs> tune in to the next class. This guy's good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I don't think I would have been ready. Um, really, um, once I got over the idea that I knew something and I went back to my original mentor, Dr. Costello, Dr. Bruce Costello, and saw what he was doing with corrective exercise and the way that he was integrating some neural stuff, it started to really get the wheels turning. And then I went to the James Waslowski courses and oh my gosh, you know, opened up a whole new ball of wax. Um, of course, getting into the anatomy trains and all that good stuff. So having all that good orthopedic way of thinking and then having PERT as a tool to treat those same ideas, but just treat them more quickly. Um, I was just, it was like, you know, gas on the fire at that point. Had I gotten it right out of school, I, I may not have really fully appreciated it. But one of my uh, really, really sharp students took it within a year of graduating. And mm -hmm. evidently he's, you know, doing really well with it and off to the races and it makes sense to him. So, you know, I, I kind of wish I could be in his shoes in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the words I want to pull out of that is uh, you mentioned mentor. Mm -hmm. So how did you come across that mentor? Was he an instructor for your schooling or mm -hmm. someone you sought out? Or He's one of the original founders. Okay. So okay. he developed the whole curriculum. You know, he and his wife put, put everything together. And um, then after they sold the school, uh, he was doing his own continuing ed stuff. And I think I just volunteered to help him out with one. And, you know, at first I was thinking, oh, it's going to be kind of the same stuff we went through in school, a little therapy, a little rehab, a little this and that, the other. But uh, seeing what he'd done with that, and he's got even new stuff I haven't even seen yet. I don't even know where he's gone, but it's a lot more neuro. I see a lot of uh, techniques these days heading more towards the neurology side and not just the smash a muscle with a stick and hope it <laughs> makes the right decision yeah, approach. Yeah. I feel like we're definitely... The manual therapy, massage therapy industries there, mm -hmm. I feel like neuro, all the CEUs are popping up now talking about. Mm -hmm. That's one of the, the up-and-coming topics. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess looking looking forward, like what we kind of talked about PERT, uh, even though schooling was neuromuscular therapy, like what's kind of been one of your favorite or maybe most impactful continuing educations? Non-massage or, or just massage? Uh, let's, let's we'll stick with in the in the I guess what we might consider the main main massage. Uh, I mean, really, those those three I mentioned in order. You okay. know, Doctor Bruce, I think, really opened up how much I still had to learn, and it made me realize. You know, I've got stacks of books. I don't even know what's in them yet. And then, you know, James Waslaski, he's so on top of everything. And, and um, it's funny because I saw one of his classes and uh, half of what he said, no, y'all are going to be mad by this because, you know, I'm going to go against what you've traditionally been taught. And about half of what he said in those along those lines, I was like, yes, thank you. See, someone else gets it, right? I'm not the only one who says that. And then the other half of things that he said, it was really like, really? Huh. Hey, okay. I didn't know that. I, I'm with you. Let's let's look into it. Okay. You know, and then that kept me digging. And then when I found Pert, um, just almost entirely by chance. Um, so those three, I mean, they really kind of boom, 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 set me up for just a totally different way of practicing. Awesome. It's great. Um, how about anything in the? Like we might not consider a traditional massage CEU. 
Mm-hmm. Is there anything that that you like that maybe maybe added more knowledge to your pun intended body of knowledge? Or, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but like I said, it, it may have like increased your your knowledge in anatomy, or maybe you know, it could even be just ways to interact with clients or mm-hmm. people in general, or mm-hmm. any any education that jumps out at you. I was surprised at how much I learned from the the personal trainer courses that I took. I got the NSAM certification. Um, and, uh, they're super nerdy. I loved it. You know, (laughs) they have a a 10 page chapter and three pages of references. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting. I find it very interesting that in their five step model, the first step is fascial balance. Okay. And not all massage therapists get training in fascial balance. You know, in, in, in Georgia, you know, if you're just doing the minimum, you might not get any training in the concept of fascial balance. And then here, personal trainers are. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then to do their corrective exercise, it was kind of a repeat of what I did in school, but it was a little bit more nerdy and, and glorious in that way. So I was surprised how much I learned. It was a really, really good, really good integration. Okay. Um, and gave me different language to use to explain some of the patterns of why we have pain patterns and imbalances in the muscles. So it was yeah. surprisingly good. Yeah, I've I've also taken the corrective exercise. It's it's worth it's worth checking out at least. So yeah, for sure. Um, gosh, there's so many questions we could go on with this. Uh, what what's kind of your favorite part of the massage practice or the industry or you know it could be even like even you know yes some cool story that you have of uh, like with a client just night and day uh, okay. differences. It's an open ended question because yeah you know. I'll go, I'll go more broad okay. than a specific case study thing. Um, the current uh, family that runs our school, they were asking me one time, like, what do therapists get motivated by? Because the, the chains were, that were hiring people kept losing folks, and they were trying to figure out what's their, what's their currency. Why are they not? Why can't we keep them? We give them bonuses. We give them this. We give them flexibility, but they won't stay. I said, what do most people want when they come into this profession? And I said, freedom! <laughs> Agree? Yeah. yeah. More money or freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> and the ability to like have control over your schedule, to you know, go out of town for a week and, and work at a swim tournament, um, to be able to set your hours, weird times if you want, you know, the freedom. That's got to be one of the best parts. And big picture, our... Our profession is so broad. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's there's 15 things that you can specialize in. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that kind of narrow focus. You can get super deep on so many different directions. You know, you got fascial, you've got craniosacral, you've got neural, you've got, you know, exercise things, you've got in, you know, functional movement training, you've got assessments you can do. I mean, yikes. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways that you can go. And so many of these deeper... Uh, paths, you can do corrections and, and, and help people with situations that doctors and some physical therapists have never even heard of, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome that, you know, you can accomplish some things that people have been looking for solutions for years and sometimes in a session or two, bobbity boom, I mean, they're good to go, you know, and it's weird. You're punching above your weight like that, but I do have to remind people that I did go to school for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole year. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, but I go to a class where I'm, I'm kind of thrown in with uh, athletic trainers and, per- and 
physical therapist and everything, they go, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a massage therapist, but I have a library card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had a similar experience with a, a friend that had recently graduated from physical therapy school. Mm -hmm. And we're at a social gathering, and of course... You know, you've got friends from school there with a group of her physical therapy friends. And we started talking. Pelvic mm. floor came up in conversation. Like it all, does. <laughs> they're all pelvic floor specialists. I mean, so. I'm not trying to be PC or anything. <laughs> Am I right? Get uh, it? Pubococcygeal? Uh, uh, shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, we, we come up in conversation. And I started asking some, like, breathing pattern questions. And like, mm -hmm. oh, are you pelvic floor PT as well? I'm like... No, I'm just a massage therapist. And like I put myself down a little bit and, you know, props mm -hmm. to my friend. She jumps in, she's like, he's more than just a massage therapist. And like she kind of did like a sales pitch for me, but I you know, I was just happy mm -hmm. to engage in conversation and whatnot. So I feel sometimes uh people might put a little too much credence in the piece of paper on the wall and like, mm -hmm. well, what what does the individual have to offer? And that's yeah. that's what's cool, because I've run into athletic trainers that know this weird system that I've never seen, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's hands-on work that I would love to learn that assessment set or, mm -hmm. and it's definitely within our scope and, and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So yeah, the, the paper on the wall is always a, a tricky thing, but I, I just tell people like be open-minded to yeah. the conversation or, or ignore the job title mm -hmm. and, and what is this person offering from a conversational standpoint or a, I mean, to be really selfish, like, what can I learn from this person? Yeah, absolutely. There's a Spanish yeah. proverb, like, everybody knows something that you don't know. Or there's, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I probably misquoted it and I'll put no. that in with the right. <laughs> well, that, that's what's been driving my quest, really. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my NMT going deep down in the hole, my, my NMT instructor was brand spanking new, didn't really know how to really teach it. It was just like, here's the muscle, and then we rub here at the end. Mm. I mean, no integration, no how this affects that, no no 3D chess of how to do treatment. So I'd self-taught a lot of that stuff, and every so often I'd come across some little nugget of really cool information of like, hey, these people that have had all these problems, and they've looked at all these things. It's just the little boop, and then it all unlocks it. And it made me realize, for every little gem that I have where people have been looking for answers and I go, oh, that's just your blobbity blue. Mm -hmm. Somebody somewhere has that answer for every, probably every question I've got. Somebody somewhere yes. is, has that gem. So that's been my quest is to go like collect all the nuggets and all the jewels. <laughs> so, you know, I'll just have this vast array of, of great ways to help people. Carl Christie, Tomb Raider. That's Um, you know, I guess one of the, the big questions I kind of like to pick brains about is mm -hmm. what what would you like to see, and it could be your personal, but I guess the mm -hmm. bigger one is how would you like to see the massage industry, not necessarily transform, but what path would you like to see it take in maybe in the next five or, or ten years? Uh, you know, there's um, this has been kind of coming on for a long time. I don't think it's a very clear path about how to go about doing this, but I really do believe in there being tears. Uh, and I'm not trying to put down relaxation therapy. It's got, there's so much need for relaxation therapy and some people that's all they want to do. And they, and they, they very invest in like the calm place and the soft music and everything. And, and that's their jam and they're amazing at it. And mm -hmm. I don't want to take away from that because that's a very important part of our profession. But as people like us, 
90% of the people I treat, they're fully clothed. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing traditional massage. The word doesn't even make sense compared to how I treat people. So it sort of helps people. I think there should be a different tier as to like advanced pain management massage or, you know, medical massage is, is kind of a trademark term, but something to delineate. And I remember years ago at a convention where they were talking about advanced certification mm -hmm. and they go yeah you're gonna prove that you've got such number of hours and take the old test again uh, how does that prove that you're advanced if you haven't really but then how what do you qualify to be advanced is it nmt is it dalton is it waslaski is it uh, you know yeah. uh, um myers or any of the, myers any of the or, big names yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. whitney low i mean there's so many ways that you could go and become advanced mm -hmm. Pert, hey you know check it out um <laughs> but then how do you pick the one that makes that you're an advanced practitioner? So it's really, I think, more of like a different level, a different a recognition of a separate license or just a separate. So if you're advertising, you can say, hey, I'm this type of massage. Because if you're looking for, you know, spa weekend, I'm not your guy. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to disappoint you because that's not what I do. Yeah. I guess to uh, kind of piggyback on that, just for folks that might be newer in the industry or kind of really honing in on their marketing? Mm -hmm. Like, has there been anything that's been really helpful for you to kind of say, uh, not really the re relaxation stuff, I am more the traditional, or not traditional, um, I guess more like a therapeutic, if you wanted to use that term. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned earlier, like, sometimes you introduce as a neuromuscular therapist. Mm -hmm. But are, are there any other things that have helped you, marketing, advertising, or sales pitch-wise, to be like, yeah, I do therapeutic, or I do, you know. Well. It's not a spa. There's no Enya. There's no candles. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm pretty underground. I'm mostly word of mouth. And okay. uh, my marketing technique for most of my career has been if I'm thirsty, I, I go outside and hope it rains. <laughs> I have to be honest. Yeah. I'm okay. a horrible marketer. Okay. Um, so I, it's mostly just be as good as you can be at what you do. And if you get results, then people are going to advertise for you. Um, and that's one of the things with PERT that it kicked up even more um, because they don't even know what I do, but they feel better. Okay. And so they tell all their friends, they did the weirdest thing. My, my neck wouldn't turn. He went bop, bop, and then it did. And then, then. so people come to me not even having any idea what I'm going to do, okay. which is pretty weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their friends said, I, I can't explain what he does. Just go see him. <laughs> okay. So they've got a clean slate. So they don't mm -hmm. have any expectations. So I'm not really fighting expectations like I did when I worked in a chiropractic office where they clearly needed psoas work for their back pain they'd had five years and they'd only had people hammering in the back with the elbow and mm -hmm. it's like, no, we got to start you face up and I'd always have to like do that tug of war with them because uh, they had such a strong expectation of what my job was and I, you know, I have to, but now that I'm in private practice and people just come to me word of mouth, I don't have that struggle anymore. I just, you know, I do what I want. Freedom. Freedom! <laughs> did, it, did it, um, was it off-putting the first few times someone's like, come in and be like, ah, uh, you're the expert, do whatever you want. You're like, hey. Wait, hey, hey. Hey. you said the E word, don't use that. I'm not a... <laughs> Mr. Christie is my father. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me back to Fletch, as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but as as my wife likes to say, bigger dummies than you have done X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's plenty of folks out there that, that, that aren't with a library card that are calling themselves experts. So mm -hmm. I think that's 
that's respect for what we do. And I, and I feel that if you're not willing to say that you're an idiot a good amount of the time and that you're probably vastly ignorant, then I don't really trust you. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just, uh, I, I have, I share that feeling of like, uh, expert. I mean, I do what I can, you know? Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, those are all the big questions I have for you. So thank you. For, oh, wait, uh, you on your list, you got one more about uh, what, what I would give, uh, tell students to do after school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Study your anatomy. <laughs> Study your anatomy. It is the core of everything you're going to do in the future. Study your anatomy. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons that, that every class I've taken was so much easier to interpret because I, I cheated. I taught anatomy for 17 years. So I yeah, kinda... that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to learn is to teach, yes. right? So yeah, now I'm absolutely. teaching pert because I want to know it even better. And and when you have to turn something over in your mind enough to teach it, you understand it in a much different and deeper way. So um, anything you can do, apps, practice. When you're working on something, think about actions, attachments. Thinks about think about how they interact with other things. Mm-hmm. Read all the books on it that you can get. You know the anatomy train stuff. You get those super anatomy nerds. It's just so glorious. <laughs> you know, yes. Yes, anatomy nerds, <laughs> my people. So yeah, the thing that has allowed me to punch above my weight is my knowledge of anatomy. Because um, going out to the PERT classes, I was one of maybe two massage therapists. Everyone else is a Cairo physical therapist, athletic trainer, mm-hmm. two years or more of training. And um, when the instructor, uh, John Iams, would ask some really deep anatomy question, he'd say, I bet you never heard of this tiny muscle that's an antagonist to this, that, and the other. And I was like, mm. I know that one. <laughs> and he's like, really? And I, you know, mm-hmm. and then he'd say, how about this? Uh, there's a muscle that goes from the, the hyoid to the shoulder. And I'm sure most people aren't working on it or evaluating. Has anyone ever worked anything like that? Uh, you mean the ammo hyoid? And he's like, how do you, how do you okay, let's, you know. Yeah. So I'd not only heard of, but worked on muscles that most of the other practitioners had never even thought about, like mm-hmm. longus coli and yeah. ammo hyoid and, and all these other things. So that, that, extra piece of anatomy allowed me to hold my own in a room full of people that far outranked me mm-hmm. and it was just anatomy it wasn't my you know training as much as just knowing where i am and what i'm doing yeah. and what the goal is study so, your anatomy kids study your anatomy kids <laughs> you don't even have to stay in school just do it on your own time mom don't listen to him don't listen to him <laughs> i mean after you get out of school then, yes. you know, that's when the real learning begins is when you graduate <laughs> Just for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. That's a, you know, if you don't weigh in, you don't wrestle. So you got to get, you got to get the piece of paper that yeah. says you can do the job you want to do yep. as, as the way our society is formed right now. So yeah. you know, stay then, in school, school until you get your paper and then, yeah. then you have the, the door. Yeah. Doors yeah. open, you yeah. run out, battle makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> right. going to take this class and this class, this class. Yeah. Write your own ticket. That's yeah. the thing I love about it. You know, it's one of the best things of our profession. All right, everyone, that does end the episode. If you're looking for show notes or references, or you're just looking for more content from us, you can visit our website, which is www.massagetoolspodcast.com for all of your Massage Tools Podcast needs. Last but not least, we got uh, two things. One's a recommendation. Hit that subscribe button to whichever podcast service you're using so you get our latest episodes. And if you'd like to, give us a review. Uh, Help spread the word a little bit. Get our podcast out there so we can help inspire and motivate the industry. 
that's going to end it for us. So good day, good evening, and good night.